Welcome to the third season of Learning Bible Truth Ministries. I am the founder, host, and teacher, Dr. Kamala D. This ministry is here to teach you Bible truth. Teaching truth allows you to grow in faith and learn how to walk in God's amazing grace. I sometimes read entire books in the Bible so you can know the story, not just the scripture. I also teach a series about a certain subject, so I want you to invite family and friends. Get your Bibles, grab a pen and paper so you can take notes. Now sit back, relax, and learn Bible truth. Good day, saints. Today is Saturday, July the 9th of the year 2022. I hope this day finds you and your family well. I want to apologize for not sharing episode 12 of Race, Religion, and Racism that was taught by the apostle or Dr. Frederick Casey Price Sr. Uh, back in 1997, it was an epic series and uh, I just didn't have time. But today, I'm going to do a little something different. It's going to be a long episode. I'm going to combine two because I've been listening to a lot of them. I have the entire series on CD. So um, I want you to sit back, listen with an open mind, and you're going to hear some tough stuff. He, he is comparing right now the nation of Islam to Christianity and then he's going to move into comparing the Bible with the Quran. And he is going to make uh, a distinction between false teachers, false prophets, and those who tell the truth, meaning those who are speaking on behalf of the true and living God. So I want you to sit back and, and, and listen and, and listen to Bible truth. That have said that... Christianity and Islam serve the same God, just a different name. It's really the same God, Allah for the Muslims and Jehovah for Christians. And the reason they think that or say that is because both religions are monotheistic. In other words, they serve one God. So because they serve one God, the assumption is made that it's the same God. But it's not. And you need to know that. Also, you need to be aware that Jesus Christ was here 2,000 years ago. And Muhammad was here 1,400 years ago. So Jesus has about 600 years on Muhammad. And the Bible was here even before Jesus was here. So the Bible will have and take precedence over the Quran. Now, I want to say for my Muslim brothers, benefit of my mother, Muslim brothers, that as I said before, I'm not a Muslim, obviously. I'm not a Muslim being a minister of the gospel of Christianity. So I may not have all the technical data in terms of pronunciation of words. And so I may pronounce some of these words which have Arabic backgrounds incorrectly. But I want you to know and be assured that it is not my purpose to belittle you or to belittle any of the names that I use. So if I mispronounce them, chalk it up to ignorance on my part, but not to the idea that I would do anything in a public way that would to defame you or cause you any hurt in any way 
form or fashion. A lot of words are pronounced differently, even like the word, the Quran, which is supposedly, or is rather, the Bible or the holy book of the Muslims. Well, the Quran is spelled several different ways. You can spell it K-O-R-A-N. You can spell it Q-U-R-A-N. So just like you could spell it differently, you perhaps could pronounce it differently. So even though there may be different spellings, and even though I may say that word or a word incorrectly as far as you're concerned, look beyond that and listen to what I'm saying and not to word. You know what I'm talking about. That's why you know I pronounced it incorrectly. So it must have been clear enough for you to understand what I was talking about, or you wouldn't have known that I mispronounced a word. Amen. Now, last time, uh, we, were, we were looking at a book entitled Message to the Black Man in America, copyright 1965 by Elijah Muhammad. Now, Elijah Muhammad was a fountainhead out of which the NOI, the nation of Islam, came or sprang. It started with Elijah Muhammad. And so the message to the black man is one of their primary writings out of which many of the beliefs and ideas that are being brought to the fore at this time in human history came as a result of Elijah Muhammad. I think that it's important that we check up on Elijah Muhammad, Muhammad, Jesus, and anybody else that claims to be a spokesman for Allah or Almighty God, so that we can know that they are in fact speaking on behalf of God. Anybody, as I've said before, I mean, I can tell you I'm a prophet. How do you know I'm a prophet? It's because I say I'm one doesn't make me one. Are you following me? So there has to be some evidences or some proofs that what I say about myself is true. I have to speak the truth, I have to act the truth, and I have to give you information that can be validated and substantiated so that you know that it is in fact Allah or Jehovah God speaking to you. It's because a man says, I'm the messenger of Allah. I don't make him the messenger of Allah. Just because I say I'm a preacher of the gospel doesn't make me a preacher of the gospel. I gotta have more going for me than just that. Anybody can say that. So we're looking at this book because there are some sta statements that are made by Elijah Muhammad, Muhammad, and as a result of him being the fountainhead out of which the nation of Islam that we know today has sprung, well, we need to know that what the man said is true or not. So you need to know that. And if it is true, it will bear examination. If it's real gold, you can put nitric acid on it, all it's going to do is bring out the color of the gold and let you know whether it's 24 carat, 18 carat, or 14 carat. It's not going to hurt it at all. But if it's cheap metal, that acid is going to eat it up. <laughs> that's, that's what I call my acid test. So I'm always out to use the acid test on anything. So if you say you are messenger of Allah, well, show me, show me the money. Show me something so that I can know that you are, because I've seen too many others that have said they were this, that, and the other, come to find out they weren't. So how do I know you telling the lie or telling the truth? Now, last time we were looking at a statement that's found in the message to the black man by Elijah Muhammad. 
And this, this was an awesome uh, statement that was made. And we need to look at it so that we can be sure whether or not we're hearing the truth or not. Now, um, last time we left off with this statement. Well, let me see. How do I want to, how do I want to do that? All right. Mr. Muhammad says on page four and five under the heading, and I quote, Allah is God, colon, who is that mystery God? Part two. Mr. Muhammad goes on to say, did God say that he was a mystery God or did someone say it of him? Did God say that he was only a spirit or did someone say it of him? If he were a spirit and not a man, we would all be spirits and not human beings. End of quote. Now we started talking about this last time because it appears that Mr. Muhammad has not accurately read the Bible. The Bible clearly states the fact that God is a spirit. Mr. Muhammad said God is a man and not a spirit. Now Jesus, who was here 2,000 years ago, Muhammad, or Mr. Elijah Muhammad, at least as far as the writing of this particular book, was copyrighted in 1965, so that would mean 1,965 years ago, but Jesus was here 2,000 years ago, and he said God was a spirit. Mr. Muhammad said God is a man and not a spirit. Now, how are we going to know which is which? How are we going to know what's true or not? You see, when you talk about following God, whoever your God is, you're talking about making a life commitment. I wonder, am I right about it? I mean, you're talking about committing your life. So you need to know what you're committing your life to. If Allah is God, I need to know that. If Jehovah is God, I need to know that. Now, again, we're going to look at the Bible. We looked at several scriptures. We looked at John 4, 24, where Jesus said that God is a spirit. We looked at uh, John's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 1, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Point being that the word, L-O-G-O-S, Logos, we know means Christ in eternity past, before he came and took upon himself a physical body. And so it says that in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God. Now, it didn't say that, that the Word came behind God 25 million years later. It says that the word was with God in the beginning. Now, whenever the beginning was, the word was there. Now, we, we know from the fact that if we just use biblical chronology based upon the Usher's formula, Bishop Usher, we know that from Adam to now is approximately 6,000 years. All right, well, Jesus came 4,000 years after the creation. But it says in John 1, 1, that Jesus was with God in the beginning. So if we use just the creation, if we use the beginning of the creation as a point of reference, then we are talking about going back from the time that Jesus said that God is a spirit. We're talking about going back 4,000 years. Now, Jesus said God is a spirit, and Jesus, the Bible says in John that Jesus was with God in the beginning 
So that would mean that Jesus was back with God uh, 4,000 years ago, and Muhammad, Elijah Muhammad rather, came on the scene in, or at least his writing was copyrighted in 1965. So we're talking about 4,000 years plus 1,965 years. 5,900 some odd years, okay? But now 2,000 years ago, Jesus said, God is a spirit. And back in 1965, Elijah Muhammad said, God is a man. <laughs> My Lord. Now, if Allah and Jehovah are the same God and they are going under different aliases, then they ought to say the same thing. Did you get that? See, if, uh, if, if in fact Allah is the true and living God, but he's the same God as Jehovah God of the Christians, then it's the same God. He has to say the same thing about the same subjects. Elijah Muhammad says, God is a man. He's not a spirit. Jesus said God is a spirit, not a man. Now somebody's confused. To the end of the life of Muhammad, and Muhammad didn't come on the scene until 1,400 years ago. Now, it's interesting to note that throughout the Quran, the Quran quotes from the Bible. But nowhere does the Bible ever quote from the Quran. All right. And that's truth. Bible truth. So, the Bible has preeminence. Yes, it does. And if the Quran disagrees with the Bible, then we have to disagree with the Quran. Amen. Because it was here first. And the Quran quotes from the Bible, but the Bible never quotes from the Quran. Muhammad quoted Jesus, but Jesus never quoted Muhammad. Are you here? Now, we looked at John 4, 24. We looked at John 1, 1. We looked at Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, 23. You don't have to turn there. But it says that, uh, that, that, that your whole spirit, soul, and body. So we, it, it points out again that man is a spirit, has a soul, lives in a body. Then we looked at Genesis 1, 26. You don't have to go there. It said, God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. So what is God like? Jesus said, God is a spirit. So if God created us in his image or likeness, then we must be spirits. Now, in order to live in this three-dimensional earth realm, you have to have an earth suit, which is called a body. You don't need a body to be you, but you need a body to live here. Did you get that? See, you don't need a body to be you because you are not your body. And your body is not you. Just kind of change the pace a little. Numbers chapter 23. If you have it, say, I got it. All right, look at Numbers 23 and verse 19. It said, God is not a man. God is not a man. God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? Now pick up on the first part of that 19th verse. God is not a man. Now Elijah Muhammad said that God is a man and not a spirit. So whose report will you believe? Turn in your Bible now to 1 Samuel chapter 15, 54, the ever-increasing faith study Bible. 
Verse 28, so Samuel said to him, the Lord has torn the kingdom of Israel from you today. He's talking about Saul and has given it to a neighbor of yours who is better than you. Verse 29, and also the strength of Israel will not lie nor relent for he is not a man that he should relent. Now Elijah and Muhammad said God is a man. He's not a spirit. The Bible says God is a spirit and he's not a man. So whose report will you believe? Moving on, on page 53, Mr. Muhammad makes an astounding statement about who was the first man. Under the heading, I quote, original man, colon. Who is the original man? The original man, Allah has declared, is none other than the black man. The black man is the first and last maker and owner of the universe. See, you black folk didn't know you owned the universe. <laughs> Mr. Muhammad's here to tell us that we own the universe. Now, I have to say right here, I'm sorry for pausing, but right there, back then in the 1960s, people should have known that they were following a false teacher. But man was looking for something to hold on to, and they can see Elijah Muhammad, and they believed everything that came out of his mouth. But when Malcolm X found out the man was a false teacher and a false prophet, they killed him. So let's resume. That's, I'm reading what it says. The black man is the first and last maker and owner of the universe. From him came all brown, yellow, red, and white people. By using a special method of birth control law, the black man was able to produce the white race. End of quote. Now listen, I did not read this to make light of, to laugh at or make fun of, but I'm talking about serious business here. I'm talking about things that people are committing their lives to. You ought to know the facts. You better know everything before you make a decision to follow whomever you're going to follow. This is an awesome statement. Listen to it again. Important. On page 110, Mr. Muhammad makes a statement that illustrates my point. I think it is vitally important that every Christian, Muslim, and those who would become members of the nation of Islam examine this statement closely. Under the heading, and I quote, the devil, colon, the making of devil. She, she, and then in brackets America, she, America, holds a whole nation, so-called Negroes, in brackets, prisoner, and refuses to open the door of freedom, justice, and equality to them. She threatens to go to war against other nations who would hold any of her citizens prisoner. They now boast, wake up! You got, you got to get this. Don't miss this. I want you to get this. She threatens to go to war against other nations who hold any of her citizens prisoners. They now 
1965. Say 1965. So Mr. Muhammad is speaking either in 1965 or before, meaning before the book was printed, right? So it can't be past 1965. It's got to be 1965 or before if it's going to be copyrighted in 1965. Oh, get this now. She threatens to go to war against other nations who hold any of her citizens prisoners. They now boast of building rockets to land on our moon. In brackets, which can't and won't be done. A small contraption to try circling the earth like our moon, which we have made to revolve around the earth. End of quote. Did you hear what I said? I want you to get this. This is important because people that are making decisions about Christianity or Islam, you're talking about life choices and not have put it in print for all posterity to be able to read. Allah says it won't be done. And to build a small contraption to try circling the earth like our moon, which we, remember now black folks were the ones that created the white folks, so when you say, which we, black folk, have made to revolve around the earth. End of quote. Now, turn to Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 20. Oh, Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 18. Verse 20, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which I have not commanded him to speak, or who speaks in the name of other gods, that prophet shall die. Hold it, hold it. And if you say in your heart, how shall we know the word which the Lord has not spoken? When a prophet speaks in the name of the Lord, if the thing does not happen or come to pass, that is the thing which the Lord has not spoken. The prophet has spoken it presumptuously. You shall not be afraid of him. Now, Mr. Muhammad says they're building, they're thinking about building rocks to go to the moon. That can't be done. That won't happen. Can't be done. All right, go to Jeremiah chapter 28 and fasten your seat belts tightly. Jeremiah chapter 28, verse 9. As for the prophet who prophesies of peace when the word of the prophet comes to pass the prophet will be known as one whom the Lord has truly sent so if what the prophet says does not come to pass hmm oh you didn't get that watch it now as for the prophet who prophesies of peace when the word of the prophet comes to pass the prophet will be known 
as one whom the Lord has truly sent. So that's telling me then that any prophet that claims to be a prophet of God or a prophet of Allah, what he prophesied must come to pass in order for me to be able to validate that he is truly sent by God or Allah. I point out to you again that we are quoting from a 1965 copyrighted book. Mr. Muhammad says, and I quote again, and to build a small contraption to try circling the earth like our moon. Check this out. History records the fact that in October 1957, say 1957. Now, messenger of Allah says, that they are planning to build a contraption to circle the earth. This cannot be done. They are planning to build a rocket to land men on the moon. This can't and won't be done. 1965. But in 1957, we just read it, if the prophet prophesies and it comes to pass, then he's speaking for the Lord and the Lord has sent him. If he prophesies and it does not come to pass, then the Lord didn't send him. <laughs> Whose report will you believe? Okay, check this out now. History records the fact that in October 1957, eight years before this book was copyrighted by, by the way, the Russians placed in orbit around the Earth the first manned satellite, Sputnik 1. Furthermore, on July 20, 1969, this is after the copyright of the book, after the prophet, the messenger of Allah, spoke on behalf of Allah and said they would never land a man on the moon. They can't do this. It will not happen. On July 20, 1969, just four short years after this book was copyrighted, Apollo 2 astronauts stepped onto the moon. Mr. Muhammad said, which can't and won't be done. I would think that God would not give his messenger a message that would prove over time to be inaccurate. What do you think? Oh, now, check this out. Now, see, I'm an investigator hired by God and company. And it's my job to check everything out. Not to find fault, but just to bring out the facts. If I'm going to follow somebody and commit my life to them, I got to know as much as I can possibly know that this is the right way. The man prophesied that they wouldn't do it and they did it. Now you tell me, do you want to take a chance on following anything else? The man may say. I mean, that's, that's, that's awesome. 
two things. They would not land on the moon. They did. They would not put a contraption, as he calls it, around the earth to circle the earth like our moon. They did. And now, Mr. Muhammad also states on page 270 under the heading, I quote, the judgment, colon, the day of America's downfall, colon, the years 1965 and 1966 are going to be fateful for America, bringing in the fall of America, end of quote. So America fell, y'all didn't know, but America fell in 1965 and 1966. So we're actually not here. I mean, we're really not here because America fell. The messenger of Allah said so. The prophet said so. I'm not trying to, I'm, please again be... Now it's obvious, uh, saints, that America did not fall. And Louis Farrakhan is still continuing this man's teachings. Unbelievable. America is still here. But here is their theory. And I'm talking about the nation of Islam. They said God changed his mind. But the Bible says, I am the Lord, I change not. So like Fred Price says, whose report will you believe? Unbelievable. Now let's continue. I'm not trying to belittle the man, but listen, when you, when you, when you purport to speak on behalf of God, you better know what you be talking about. And you, be, you better be able to prove it. That's all I'm talking, that's all I'm saying. I'm not the one that said he was the messenger of Allah. He did. So the burden of responsibility to prove it is on him, not on me. That's a very interesting statement. America has fallen. That is a very interesting statement in the light of the fact that 1965 and 1966 have passed and we're still here. I wonder what happened. Hmm. Mr. Muhammad goes on to say on page 151, under the heading, I quote, prayer service, colon, the opening. And now, this is Mr. Muhammad, and now take notice of those who call themselves Christians going astray from the right path, Islam in brackets. Notice them going to the extreme by worshiping Jesus. First by falsely accusing Jesus of being the son of Allah, God, in parentheses, born without the agency of man, thus accusing God of an act of adultery. They preach the rightful laws of God, but practice the laws of Satan, and now have become the world's greatest troublemakers, in brackets, war makers, and have caused the nations to deviate from the path of Allah, God, in brackets. And now they are heading the entire world into total destruction. End of quote. <laughs> Some of this stuff is hard for me. This is what you Muslims believe. I can't. Or I let's can't say it this way. This is what your leader believed. Unbelievable. Now this is, this is, this, listen to this. He says, first by falsely accusing Jesus of being the son of Allah, God, born without the agency of man, thus accusing God of an act of adultery. Uh, Jesus is the son of Jehovah. Okay, or either Yahweh. Allah is not even mentioned in the Bible. So please don't be deceived when they say Allah and then say God. It's, it's not the same God. 
Allah is a moon God. Allah is a pagan God. And I don't know what's taking Fred Price so long or why did it take him so long to correct that, but he does eventually correct that in, in, um, in episodes that I will be playing later. Not today, but you know, in the upcoming weeks, Fred Price will finally explain that. So, so let's continue. Notice what Mr. Muhammad said. Christians accusing Jesus of being the son of Allah, God, in brackets. This is not accurate. I said this is not accurate. I said this is not accurate. Christians did not come up with the idea of calling Jesus the Son of God. Both God and Jesus did. Let's let the Bible speak to the issue. Matthew chapter 3, please. You getting anything out of this? Well, you better act like you are anyway. Humor me. Matthew chapter 3. See, Mr. Muhammad says, now why? Now, pick up on this. Mr. Muhammad, the messenger of Allah. Allah is God. That is his name in the Muslim religion. His name in the Christian religion is Jehovah, but he's the same God. That's what the Muslims Mr. Muhammad say. says, the messenger of Allah. The prophet of Allah says that Christians are the ones that call Jesus the Son of God. That's what he said. Let's look at the Bible. Matthew chapter 3 and verse 17. Oh, no, verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and are you coming to me? But Jesus answered and said to him, Permit it to be so now, for thus it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Christians didn't say, This is my beloved Son. God said it. We would have to assume that it was God because it couldn't have been an angel because angels don't, are not creative. But a voice from heaven said, this is my son. My, my assumption is that if, that, that if the voice said, this is my son, then that either had to be his mama talking or his daddy talking. <laughs> I wonder, am I right about it? You have to either be the mama or the daddy. So since God is always referred to in the masculine gender, him or he, I ain't never heard of no women being called him or she, or, or he rather, him or he. All right, Matthew 27. Mr. Muhammad says that Christians are the ones that call Jesus the Son of God. Matthew 27 and verse 
43. No, verse, uh, verse 41. Likewise, the chief priests also mocking with the scribes. With the scribe and elders said, he saved others. Himself, he cannot save. This is Jesus on the cross now. It says, he saved others himself, he cannot save. If he is the king of Israel, let him now come down from the cross and we will believe him. He trusted in God, let him deliver him now if he will have him. For he said, I am the son of God. These are the people that lived in Jesus' day. They heard him say he was the son of God. It wasn't Christians that said Jesus was the son of God. Jesus said it and God said it. Go to Luke chapter 9. One of these verses. Luke chapter 9. When you have a sad God. Now listen to this. Beginning with verse 28. Now it came to pass about eight days after these sayings that he took Peter, John, and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he prayed, the appearance of his face was altered and his robe became white and glistening. And behold, two men talked with him who were Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke to spoke of his decease, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep. Just like some of y'all, I mean, anyway. But Peter and those with him were heavy with sleep. And when they were fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Then it happened as they were parting from him that Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here and let us make three tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And a voice came out of the cloud saying, This is my beloved son, hear him. Now, who do you think was speaking, a Christian? Do you think that was a Christian who said that out of the cloud? There couldn't have even been any Christians then because Jesus hadn't died yet, so nobody could accept him as personal Lord and Savior. So if it says, my son, again, either mama or daddy is talking. And since all the references in the Bible to God are masculine, I'd have to believe it was the Father, not Christians. All right, go to John chapter 10. These are important. Whose report will you believe? You better know what you believe in. Uh, there's some problems here, as far as I can see. Allah or Jehovah, they, one of them is mixed up. Somebody's confused. If they're the same God, Brother, hey, when you have yourself confused, you are in serious trouble. I mean, and if God has confused Allah and Allah has confused Jehovah, we don't stand a chance. John chapter 10 and look at the 30, uh, 34th verse. Jesus answered them, is it not written in your law? I said, you are God's. If he who called them gods, to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming, because I said I am the Son of God? It's not Christians that call Jesus the Son of God. 
We got it from the Bible. Jesus called himself the Son of God, and the Father called him the Son of God. It wasn't Christians. So Mr. Muhammad is a little off on that one. Mr. Muhammad further states that Christians falsely accusing Jesus of being born without the agency of a man, thus accusing God of an act of adultery. Well, see, remember now what Mr. Muhammad has said about God, about Allah. God is not a spirit. God is a man. So men do commit adultery. So that's why he could think that, because his perception of God is that God is a man and not a spirit. Therefore, men do commit adultery, unfortunately. So if God is a man, I could understand how Mr. Muhammad could think that God committed adultery. But that's an awesome statement to accuse Allah of if Allah and Jehovah are one and the same. And they are not. Are you still here? This is an awesome accusation in the light of the fact that the Bible never said that God has sexual intercourse with Mary. Never. In order for God to be guilty of committing adultery with Mary, he would have to have sexual intercourse with her. What does the Bible say about it? All right, let's check it out. Turn to Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1. Next time. Now, Saints, that's the end of that episode. You're going to hear a short break, and I'm going to switch to another episode to combine the two. And it's going to take him a little bit to get back to Luke chapter 1. But I want you to hold on to your seats. need to know when you make your decision that you're making a decision based upon accurate knowledge and not out of a reprisal against Christianity for its racism in the past. I'll be the first to admit, and I've said this all the way through this series, Christianity has bombed out as far as presenting to the world what the Bible says. But that's not a reason to dump it. As I have said so often, Christianity is not Christians, and neither is Islam Muslim. Christianity is Jesus Christ and Islam is Muhammad. Now, when you tell me that you can categorically and historically show me documentation that Jesus Christ has mistreated you, abused you, misused you, walked on you, treated you like dirt, then you have a legitimate right to dump Jesus Christ. But don't dump him because of so-called followers of her, of him, because everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. Which simply means everybody that says they're Christian, they're not. The way you know a Christian is how they act. Not what they say. How they act. Jesus said, the world will know that you're my disciples because you have love one to another. And love does not put his brother in chains. Love does not enslave another brother. Love does not mistreat, rape, and pillage those who claim or they claim to be less than they are. So that's not love. So don't dump Christianity because of some bad actions on the part of somebody that calls themselves a Christian. And if you plan to go to Islam, you better know where you're going. Because we're talking about life choices here. We're talking about choices for life. 
And a lot of you black folk don't know what you're getting into. I'm not knocking, I'm not, I'm not knocking anybody who may appear that way. I've already, I've researched this stuff over the years. I've, I've been knowing what I've been talking about. And I know a lot of you don't know what we're going to talk about. And all I want you to do is be aware. Just be armed with the information. Whatever you do, that's your choice. And then I can do about it, whatever choice you make. But I do believe that if you're going to make an intelligent choice, you ought to know what you're making the choice about. Don't just move out of emotion. Just because you're upset over here. Don't jump over there. You better know what you're doing. Wake up, y'all, and tell you I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be kind, but I'm getting ready to move in judgment here in a moment. If you're way in the back, I can't see you, you don't bother me. But it's an irritant and a distraction to be looking up in somebody's sleep. So anyway, moving right along. Now, we're, we're talking about, uh, right now, I'm teaching from the book, Message to the Black Man in America, copyright 1965 by Elijah Muhammad. The reason for it is because Elijah Muhammad is the fountainhead out of which the nation that we know today, the nation of Islam, the NOI, has come from, okay? Elijah Muhammad was the fountainhead out of which the nation of Islam has come from. And so he is supposedly called himself the prophet or messenger of Allah. And one of the things that the nation of Islam has attempted to get across to blacks is that Islam and Allah and Christianity and Jehovah are all actually the same, just under a different name. They want you to believe that Allah is another name for God, Jehovah God of the Christian. Well, that's untrue. That is not true, and we'll, you'll see some of that today as we go through. Now, last time, I left off talking about uh, a certain thing out of the page, again, out of the pages of this book, Message to the Black Man, a God. So what does that mean? It don't mean nothing. You better have some credentials, something way to valid so we can check you out. There are too many liars out there on the scene. I got to know. I'm, we're talking about committing my life. If I'm going to commit my life, I need to know what I'm committing my life to. Okay? Now, on page 151, under the heading, I quote, prayer service. The opening, colon, and now take notice of those, this is Mr. Muhammad speaking, and now take notice of those who call themselves Christians. Now, saints, I'm going to skip. You're going to hear a, a change in this episode to where he gets to Luke and talk about how Mary got impregnated. Okay, so stand by. Luke chapter 1. Now all we're doing is comparing. You need to, all you Muslims and all you think about wanting to be Muslim, all you Christians thinking about wanting to be Christians, or you Christians thinking about wanting to leave Christianity, or you Muslims thinking about wanting to leave Islam. You need to know this. You need to check it out for yourself. Don't take anybody's word. Mine included. That's why I give you documentation so you can check it out. If you ain't got enough sense, to go ahead and check it out for yourself, then you ought to be flushed down the toilet. You ought to get everything you get, every one of the knots you get on your head ought to be your, I almost said it, didn't I? Uh -huh. But I didn't say it. I'm in control. But every knot you get on your head, you deserve it if you don't take the time to check it out. And whoever beats your behind, they need to beat your behind. 
you don't have enough sense to take what I'm talking, go back, check it out for yourself. I've already done all this research. I've done it. I checked it out. I wanted to know. Because if, if Allah is God, I'm going with Allah. I'm going to be right. If anybody can be right, I'm going to be right. I have found no laws on any books anywhere in the world that says Fred Price can't be right. So what's your problem? So if anybody can be right, I can be right. I want to know. Because we're talking about committing our lives. I'm talking about committing my life here, and I got to know. <clears throat> I can't get to the end, and the man say, you know, you're on the wrong train. <laughs> hey, it's too late, Jim. <laughs> hey, too late. I don't want to hear that. I got to know now. So you need to check this out. Luke chapter 1, Mr. Muhammad says that God committed adultery with Mary. Well, the Bible ought to tell us that. If Mr. Muhammad is the prophet of Allah, the messenger of Allah, he speaks on behalf of Allah, then Allah should have known. In fact, Allah was the one also that had intercourse with Mary because Mr. Muhammad said and the Muslims say that Allah and God are the same person. So that means Allah had intercourse with Mary. whoop Okay, Luke chapter 1. Verse 30. Then the angel said to her, well, let's go to verse 26, tie it together. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, and having come in the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one, the Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son, and shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the highest. There it is again, the son, Jesus called the son, not by Christians, this, not an angel is saying that his name is going to, he'll be the son of God. Or did you pick up on that? Verse 32, he will be great and will be called the son of the highest and the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. There it is again. Not Christians saying it. This is the angel saying it. has said it twice now. Verse 36. Now indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has also conceived a son in her old age and this is now the sixth month for her who was called barren for with God nothing will be impossible then Mary said behold the maidservant of the Lord let it be to me according to your word and the angel departed from her now I don't see any anything in there about God having intercourse with Mary excuse me I said I didn't see anything in there about the angel saying, the Lord going to come down here and go to bed with you. I didn't see that in there, did you? Now, here's a word that is used. Go back to verse 35. It said, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. Now, by the way, because we have visitors, I'm reading from the New King James Version of the Bible. That's why some of the words might sound different. If you're reading from the traditional King James, they'll be different. Some of the words are archaic English. 
this is more updated. So, but the, the principle is the same and the story is the same. So if you see some words that you don't have in yours, that's why. And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Now that word overshadow in the Greek is a very interesting word. It means to envelop in a haze of brilliancy. Hmm. In other words, I think the best way I can describe it, I'm sure that all of us at some point in time have seen old newsreel, even sometimes in movies, but probably some old newsreel clips of when they used to detonate atomic bombs. And you see that great big bright flash and then the mushroom cloud. Well, that's kind of like it. And guess what? When the bomb went off, things at ground zero were changed. Well, when the power of Almighty God envelops you, things change. There is nothing in there about adultery. Now, I don't know why people have such a hard time with this business about the virgin birth of Christ. I and I just don't understand how a woman could have a baby without a man being involved. That just don't seem to make sense to me. Well, think about it this way. If God in the beginning could take some dust and without the aid of a man or a woman make a man, and then without the aid of a woman take the man, take a rib out of him and make a woman without the aid of a man. Now, if God could do that, I don't see what's the difficulty in God taking a woman and without the aid of a man, making another man. Amen. Amen. It's all spiritual. My God, if God can create the universe, look like he can take care of a baby. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I think that this business about adultery is a bit harsh. Now let's look at the two books that are the foundation for Christianity and Islam, the Holy Bible and the Holy Quran. Mr. Muhammad has some strong things to say about the Bible and the Quran. Now remember, Allah and Jehovah are supposed to be one and the same. So their books ought to say the same thing. On page 90 and 91 in the book, Message to the Black Man in America, Copyright 1965 by Elijah Muhammad. On page 90 and 91, under the heading, I quote, The Bible and Holy Quran, colon, True knowledge of Bible and Holy Quran, colon. Mr. Muhammad states, and I quote, The Holy Quran, Sharif, that's S-H-A-R-R-I-E-F-F, -F, that's my best pronunciation of it. Please forgive me if I didn't pronounce it correctly what it looked like to me. The Holy Quran Sharif is a revealed book. Scripture, in bracket, is a revealed book, scripture, in bracket, given to Muhammad. Yeah, that's what you black Muslims are following. I'm scared. This scares me. You talking about Allah and Jehovah are the same God? I don't think so. I don't even think they're distant acquaintances. Listen to this now, and it is best that they throw the Bible in the waste pail since they cannot understand it, end of quote. 
Notice that Mr. Muhammad says that, again quoting, the Holy Quran Sharif is a revealed book, scripture, given to Muhammad like the prophets before him, end of quote. Mr. Muhammad seemed to indicate, notice I said seems, say seems, seems to indicate that the Bible wasn't a revealed book given to the prophets. But yet they How Muhammad. does Mr. Muhammad know what or what wasn't given to Muhammad, the original Muhammad, the originator of Islam? Was he physically there when the Quran was revealed to Muhammad? No. Nope. I don't think so. Obviously, Mr. Muhammad was not a born-again Christian because if he were, he would not be a Muslim. Since it appears to be obvious that he was not a born-again Christian, all right, stand up. There's too many sleep. I can't. Sit down, sit down, sit down, sit down. <laughs> Go ahead and sleep. Go ahead and sleep. It's not for you anyway. Sorry I disturbed your nap. Okay, watch this now. Listen, I don't think so. Obviously, Mr. Muhammad was not a born-again Christian because if he were, he would not be a Muslim. Since it appears to be obvious that he was not a born-again Christian, it would be impossible for him or for that matter, anyone to be able to understand the Bible. Amen. The Bible very clearly delineates who can and who cannot understand the Bible. You see, the Bible is a coded book. Now, I want to stop right here because uh, Malcolm X made this same statement, what Dr. Price is saying. He said he really didn't understand the Bible. He was being interviewed. And the man asked him about the Bible. He said, well, I really don't understand the Bible um, because it's coded. Now, even Malcolm X said that. So how on earth can Elijah Muhammad interpret the Bible? He can't. But I want you to watch how Fred Price unfolds this in the Bible and reveal to us why Elijah Muhammad can't understand the Bible. Listen. With a coded message and if you haven't been given the code although you can read the Bible in your own native language you won't know what you're reading you, you won't understand it. you won't be able to because the Bible is not for everybody that's right it's only for God's people that's right and you have to be connected to God to have the spiritual insight to be able to understand what you're reading. You can read the word, but don't know what you're reading. In other words, you don't know what it means. I can read English very well. I'm an expert reader. And I have picked up some technical treatises on different scientific things. I read every single word that the man wrote on the page. Didn't know squat about what he was talking about because I wasn't clued into that scientific area. I didn't know what the man was talking about. I could read every single word. They were all English words. He didn't use any other words but English words. I don't know because I'm not clued in. I'm not a scientist. I wasn't a scientist. I wasn't involved in it, so I couldn't understand it. You can read the Bible in English, but if you're not a born-again Christian, if you've never made spiritual contact with God, you will never understand the Bible. Yes, and now, obviously... Mr. Muhammad 
was not born again because if he were, he would never say what he said. That's all I'm saying. I'm not knocking the man. I'm just saying it's obvious by his statement that he doesn't know. Because if you knew, you would never say this. Now, let's go to John chapter 3 and find out what are the qualifications for you to be able to get in on the code. The Bible is, and that's where the problems have been. People have tried to take the Bible and use it, and you really can't. Not and understand really what it's all about. You can take isolated phrases out that sound good, you know what I mean? What is it? Put it up on, put it up on top of the courthouse, and what does it say? Uh, if the people will, what, ask the Lord to forgive their sins and he'll heal their land. You know that one. I think it's on courthouses around the country. Where's my lawyer? There's something on, I've seen some of the courthouses up on the front, up on the, the marble, and it'll say something. What is, where's the scripture? You know that scripture says, if my people who are called by name humble themselves and repent or something like that, I'll heal their land. You, you, anybody know that scripture? Anyway, anybody know what I'm talking about? <laughs> All right, you look it up yourself. But the point is, you can take isolated scriptures like that that, that, that have a very wonderful sound to them, but if you don't really understand the connection, you can read it and you still don't even understand what it's talking about. Because see, when it says, if my people, that ain't talking about everybody. Everybody's not God's people. That's right. That's right. Wake up. I'm getting a little tired of telling y'all. See, the devil doesn't want you to get this. All right, John chapter 3. Look at verse 3. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus answered and said to him, talking to the man named Nicodemus. In fact, go back to verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This, this man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Amen. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, if you didn't know what the word cannot mean, the word cannot means cannot, because that's the meaning of cannot, which means can't, because that's what can't means, cannot. You, you can't do it. Notice he said cannot, except a man be born again. He cannot see the kingdom of God. Now, that word see in the Greek carries this idea. It doesn't mean visually see like you do with your eyes. It means come to know. Except a man is born again, he cannot come to know the things of the kingdom of God. So if you've never been born again, and, then it, and if you have to ask me what does it mean to be born again, you haven't been born again. Because you wouldn't have to ask me that. The very fact that you ask me what does it mean means you haven't been. So you'll never be able to understand the Bible. Yes, you can read it in your native language. You won't understand it. Jesus said, except a man be born again, unless he's born again, he cannot see or come to know the kingdom of God. You can't know it. It's impossible. All right, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians, the second chapter. You must be born again, saints. Now, y'all ought to at least write this down. Check it out. Look it up. So you will know. Don't take my word for it. All right, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, 
and uh, verse 14. It says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. There it is. There you have it. That's why Muhammad do not what, understand the what Bible. Is, who is the natural man? The natural man is the man who has never been born again. He's a natural man. And, and, the, and the book said the natural man receives not the things of the Spirit of God. Neither can he know them. Why? Because they're spiritually discerned. And you're trying to discern them with your intellect, mm -hmm. with your mind. Can't it won't do. compute. Can't do it. You'll get an error message. Will not compute. There it is right there in the book. Listen, listen to it again. It says, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. Nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That's why people say, well, that's fine. I, man, I, Sunday is the day I sleep in, man. I've been working all week. I ain't got no time to be going to church, man. I got to lay back, cool out. You know what I'm saying? It don't make no sense to me. I know it doesn't because you're a natural man. You've never been born again of the Spirit of God. You can't even see the understand or understand why in the world you'd go to church. You're like some of you sit up here when we took that off. And some of you say, money, man, it's talking about it, money. I mean, I don't see giving no money. I know you don't. I mean, I, we don't expect anything from somebody ignorant. So don't feel bad about it. We know you're stupid and ignorant. You haven't been born again. So how can you know? You can't understand. Doesn't make sense to you. Giving money to a God I can't see? That doesn't make sense. And I'm a sensible person. I'm smart. I graduated from preschool. You know I know what I'm talking about. Huh? See, it, but it doesn't make sense to you. But if you ever get born again, I don't mean join church. I'm talking about get born again. That's right. I'm not talking about get dunked in the water and call it water baptism. I'm talking about get born again. Then you will see that there is no other way to live. Hallelujah. Praise God. But you can't see that now. Bless the name of the Lord. You can't see it now. Hallelujah. All right, go to 2 Timothy. Chapter 3. I know it doesn't make sense to you. Can't, there's no way it can. You're a natural man, natural woman. Doesn't make sense. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16. See, we're talking about, Mr. Muhammad says, I, I, he says that, that you can't, the, the Christians ought to throw the Bible away. They ought to throw it in the waste pail. <laughs> no, he they needs to throw understand the Bible it. away. See, that's not true. You can understand it, but only if you have been born again. And literally that term born again, because in your mind, you say, now what, what does that mean? You'll be like Nicodemus. He said, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? He was thinking naturally, physically. It's not talking about a natural physical birth. You can't go back and be born again, again. But that word born again really literally should be translated born from above. See, your first birth was on a horizontal plane. Your spiritual birth has to be on a vertical plane. Man and a woman horizontal God in you vertical that's right then you won't have to throw it in the waste pail but what an awful thing watch this now pick up on this Muslim what an awesome thing for God's messenger to say about God's word don't that tell you something he's the messenger of Allah and Allah is supposed to be the same as Jehovah. 
and the Bible is the book of Jehovah, the book of the Christian. Why would he say, throw the Bible in the waste pail? Because he don't understand. Because you can't understand it? You don't smell something here? My Lord. All right, 2 Timothy 3, verse 16. All Scripture, say all Scripture. Say all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly, or thoroughly equipped for every good work. Now go right over the page to the second chapter of that same book, 2 Timothy chapter 2, and look at the 15th verse. It says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, in the traditional King James, it says, study to show yourself approved to God, a worker that needeth not to be ashamed. Now, how would, why would God tell you to study something you couldn't understand? Huh? But you can't if you're not hooked in to God through being born from above. Mr. Muhammad, on page 95, has more to say under the heading, quote, the Bible and Holy Quran, uh, colon, the Bible and Holy Quran, colon, which one is right? What a statement. You didn't even get, you, I threw that ball right, and you just said, what did he say? What did he say? How would, why would God, how could God, how could Allah say through his messenger, the Bible and Holy Quran, which one is right? I thought they came from the same God. They do not. They would both have to be right. You better check up on what you're following. And you that are contemplating making a change, you better check up before you make a change. What a statement. This is the heading, quote, the Bible and Holy Quran, colon, the Bible and Holy Quran, colon, which one is right? I, I thought Allah and God were the same person. If Allah and God were the same person, it looked like they would only have one book. Which one is right? And he's supposed to be the author of both. You don't smell anything. Maybe that's because you sleep. <laughs> Possibility. All right, listen to this. Listen to this. If the present, quoting, if the present Bible is the direct word of God, why isn't God speaking rather than his prophet Musa or Moses in brackets? Neither does Moses tell us here in the first chapter of Genesis that it is from God. No, we don't find the name Moses mentioned in the chapter. The Bible is the graveyard of my poor people, the so-called Negroes in brackets, and I would like to dwell upon this book until I am sure that they understand that it is not quite as holy as they thought it was. Unbelievable. I don't mean to say that there is no truth in it. Certainly there is plenty of truth if understood. <laughs> Will you accept the understanding of it? 
The Bible charges all of its great prophets with evil. It makes God guilty of an act of adultery by charging him with being the father of Mary's baby, Jesus, in brackets. Again, it charges Noah and Lot with drunkenness and Lot with getting children by his daughter. What a poison book. End of quote. You're going to commit your life to this? I can't visualize Almighty God calling his own word a poison book mm-hmm. under any circumstances. But that's what the Muslims say. That's what Mr. Muhammad says. Mr. Muhammad calls the Bible a poison book. That's strong language. He asked the question, if the present Bible is the direct word of God, why isn't God speaking rather than his prophet Musa or, in brackets, Moses? My answer to that question would be the same question he asked. If the present Quran is the direct word of Allah, why isn't Allah speaking rather than the prophet Muhammad? Mm -hmm. See, when you don't know no better, you be made a fool of. Now, there are many places where it is supposedly Allah speaking through Muhammad. But there are also places in there where the angel Gabriel is speaking on behalf of Allah. So right there, that would discredit his argument. If there's one exception, your argument is discredited. Allah spoke through Muhammad. Muhammad, God spoke through Moses. What's the problem? Mr. Muhammad further states on page 97 under the heading, quote, the Bible and Holy Quran, colon, which one is right? The New Testament and Holy Quran's teaching of the resurrection of the dead can't mean the people who have died physically and returned to the earth, but rather a mental resurrection of us, the black nation. We are mentally dead to the knowledge of truth the truth of self, God, and the arch enemy of God and his people, end of quote. The black Muslims do not believe in physical resurrection. You go, you going to make a change and leave Christianity and go there? That's totally contrary to the Bible. Mr. Muhammad states the resurrection of the dead can't mean the people who have died physically and returned to the earth. That's a direct quote. That's scary. Now, if what Mr. Muhammad said is true, then what do we do with scriptures such as, turning your Bibles to 1 Corinthians, chapter 15. See, these Muslims, black Muslims, and a lot of you black folk that are upset with Christianity, like I said, I agree, it's been a whole lot of stuff. But I don't see dumping it, just, let's just change it. Let's fix it. That's all you got to do, just fix it. Huh? Follow truth. You, get a, you got a perfectly good te- a car, and you run over a nail and get a flat in a car, you're going to throw the whole car away because you got a flat tire? Fix it! Don't throw the car away, dum-dum. Fix it! We don't have to throw the Bible away. We don't have to throw Jesus away. We don't have to throw Christianity away just because there were some people that abused it and misused it. Fix it! 
Do it right, that's all. Ah, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 12. Now, if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do some among you say that there is no resurrection of the dead? Mr. Muhammad states, quote, the resurrection of the dead can't yeah. on three, one, two, three, yeah. and return to the earth. Direct quote. The Bible says, verse 12, chapter 15, 1 Corinthians, now if Christ is preached that he has been raised from the dead, how do, how do some among you say there is no resurrection of the dead? Now whose report are you going to believe? You better, you better check this out. All right, while you're right there in 1 Corinthians 15, look at the 42nd verse. Same chapter, verse 42. So also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. So we know it's talking about physical resurrection, not mental resurrection. Knock, knock. Anybody home? You pick up on that, listen to it again. Listen, so also is the resurrection of the dead. The body is sown in corruption. It is, that is, the body is raised in incorruption. So it's not talking about anything mental in your head. It's talking about your physical body. Mr. Muhammad said it's mental. Now Allah and Yahweh, Jehovah God, are confused. They're confused. Mr. Muhammad says mental. The Bible says physical. Whose report will you believe? And I'm out of time. Well, saints, uh, that was the end of this episode. I'll probably share some more information. I may not pick up where he left off because they're, he's very repetitive. And I have spent almost two hours editing some of the repetitiveness out of these episodes that I'm sharing. So I'm going to listen to some more episodes and see which ones I'm going to share next week. Uh, next weekend, which will be next Sunday, probably um, after 1 p.m. our time, central time. So I know this was a lot to take in. It should be eye opening. So until next time, remember that God is a good God. He is a good God all the time and all the time he is good. I hope you and your family are well. Those who are in need of healing, I pray healing on your family, on you. Those of you who are in need of deliverance, I pray that God, the God that we serve, Jehovah, Yahweh, send his healing power in the name of Jesus and heal you of your infirmities just like he has healed me. And if you need deliverance from your sins that you are struggling with, allow God's word to sink into your spirit. Because if you confess your sins, God is faithful and just to forgive you your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Hallelujah. Bless the name of the Lord. The God we serve is a powerful God. He is still in the healing business, still in the delivering business. He is still providing for us today and I'm a living witness. Thank you, Jesus. So until next time, saints, peace out.
I hope you were enlightened by this message. If you have any questions or comments about this message, you can contact us by emailing talkingbibletruth.cd at gmail.com. If you would like to sow a seed in this growing ministry, you may access the front page on the podcast you are listening to and click on the support button. Or you can cash out the ministry at dollar sign Dr. Kamala D. That is at dollar sign capital D lowercase r capital C lowercase a m a l e capital D and donate any amount. And remember, God loves a cheerful giver, and so do we. So until next time, believers, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, not the word of man. We walk by faith and not by what we see. I am your host and teacher, Dr. Kamala D., serving you with Christ Jesus, our Lord, in peace and love. I thank each of you for tuning in, and I hope to hear from you soon. Peace out. Still stay.